Hi, everyone. Welcome to Domain Sherpa. Today is an episode of Down the Rabbit Hole with Drew, Yoni, and me. On this show, we discuss domains, fiat, and crypto with a lot of discussion about Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Solana, and more. And on the domain front, we talk about the new Namejet Buy It Now feature, and Yoni talks about a domain he just bought. All this is coming up right now on Down the Rabbit Hole here on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. So let's go. It don't matter what you say, there ain't no way that you're messing with my team today. It don't matter what you do, I will not move. What's up, Sherpa Network? Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Jonathan Tenenbaum, a.k.a. JT, a.k.a. J-On, and I am the host and producer of Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Today's show is Down the Rabbit Hole with my man, Drew. We won't do big old intros because these guys are the co-hosts that are always on the show. But I got my man, Drew, who's back from quarantine, Free Rosner. We got Freed Rosner. What's up, man? What's up, man? Great. Good, good to be out. Out the pen. Out the pen. And then over here, we got my man, Yoni, a.k.a. Young Money, a.k.a. Blue Steel. So, uh, you know, which I dropped on the other joint the other day. And uh, so, yeah, just diving right into it for the folks who don't know. Uh, as we say here on Domain Sherpa, all roads lead to domains. And in the reverse, our work in domains has us venturing all the time into different areas and topics, some familiar like crypto, NFTs, and other digital assets related to domains, and plenty of others that aren't so familiar, hence the jump down the rabbit hole. So basically, this show is just us doing our thing, kind of kicking it, talking about different things that we're into and that the audience is into. And uh, as always, when this show airs, Drop us a comment if there's some stuff that we started to touch on but didn't dig in, you know, or you've got some other thoughts, things you want to hear about. You know, we are always open to that. So definitely make sure you check it out. In the meantime, we'll uh, kind of do what we do. So, uh, so yeah, so welcome, fellas. And uh, with that, so Drew, talk to us about this quarantine situation, man, because we brought it up on the Domain Sherpa review last week. And uh, <laughs> at that point, you had just literally snuck out of the uh, – of the cell and uh did you have to tell yeah, me so way I, out actually, the wait, I actually watched that episode i wanted to see how you guys filled my shoes and uh man you guys had me twisted i was dying laughing you guys were hilarious uh, but yeah no it wasn't all that funny for me i was i was um you know i came in i got i got my pcr test in the u.s i flew back into portugal but it didn't say something on the you know i just got a little one pager from the u.s national guard and, uh, you know, it was like, just didn't say something it was supposed to say, I guess, for it to be valid for the Portuguese government. And so I had to do a new PCR test and um, I had to be in like this quarantine room at the airport for 10 hours waiting for the result. And, uh, you know, it was like saltine crackers and water. And I was losing my mind. I was like, you know, and for me, it's just, I'm hypersensitive to that stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't like people telling me what I can and cannot do and, you know, restricting my movement. I, I yeah, get yeah. a little belligerent about that stuff. And um, anyways, I got a little belligerent with the people. And I think that probably is the reason I was in there for 10 hours as opposed to probably like five or six or something. But um, uh, I eventually got out and, you know, all's well and ends well. Yeah. Uh, you know, le lesson learned. You're probably on some kind of like watch list now. You know, yeah. After that incident. <laughs> I should have called, you know, I should have gave you the AKA. We did movie references, man. I could have called you Shawshank. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, uh, you know, 
crawling through 200 yards of sewer pipe, popping out in the rain, all like, yo, I'm yeah, man, That'll be me. Are you kidding me? I'll <laughs> crawl out of that shit like a sewer rat if I have to. You know what I mean? Can't hold me down. Holding the PCR test in your hand, coming off out, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, well, it's crazy. So, well, so how was your experience flying in general? I mean, otherwise, to and from, Ooh, I mean, so you went amazing. there. Yeah, so. yeah it, was, it was like the best trip ever in terms of the flight. I mean, it was, um, you know, there was like, it was me and four other people on the way there to Boston, direct flight. And it was me and 11 other people on the way back, you know. It was great. <laughs> yeah, like, I think. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've been in this interesting pocket and I know, Yoni, you've been doing some traveling. Right. And I think your experience is probably similar. Right. I mean, it's, you know, like it's pretty, you know, it's not as crowded as, as it was pre COVID, obviously. And we're kind of in this pocket where it's still pretty chill and everybody's respecting space and all that kind of stuff. It's like at some point now, though, like, well, that's month, kind of what I'm saying. I think we're getting like to the point the where they're going to flip, a, you know, about to flip that switch. And then all of a sudden it's like you're all packed in again and it's like going to get was already uncomfortable, you know? So like, like just flying and traveling, I'm a big dude. I take up space. I don't fly well. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't sleep on planes. Some people, man, like they literally just like conk out like big shout out to my dude, Mike white from, uh, from web.com and snap names, name jet and stuff. We flew out to Seattle one time. We literally got on a plane and dude was out like 10 seconds into the flight and then like wakes up like at the very end, like as we're landing, I'm like, how'd you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, meanwhile, I'm up like six times. I'm like uncomfortable as all get out, my legs, the whole thing. I'm getting knocked every single time the lady comes up and down with the cart. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I don't fly. I don't fly. Uh, uh, I don't sleep on planes. I don't, I don't, I'm not a, you know, but I'm usually also flying with my family, with kids, oh, you yeah. know, and that's, that's just a different story in and of itself. So yeah. to be honest with you, like when I do fly alone, it's like a pleasure. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, put on my headphones, watch a movie, listen to music, listen to a podcast, whatever. But it's like, you know, yeah, zone vacation. out. I, yeah, know. yeah, I feel you. Well, yeah. it's funny. But I don't do, sleep well. You do go that kind of that that transition when you go from like being, you know, not having kids to having kids. And then then you go back the other way. Right. So like. Same kind of thing. When I used to travel, I was always uncomfortable. Then you travel with kids and you're like, this is like real uncomfortable. So then when you travel without kids, it's like, all right, this ain't so bad now. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's all about perspective. It's like, you know, people that, who are that's like, a lesson, lesson in life. You know, you, you, you know, we're, I feel like we're in this society where everybody's like trying to like, you know, this is so applicable to like everything that's going on. It's like, everybody just wants everything to be like perfect. Yeah. Said, we don't live in a perfect world. We don't live in a perfect universe. We live in chaos. Yeah. It's like, if you don't lean into the bad, you know, you're not going to have any good. You know, you're just going to have a freaking vanilla life. Oh, man. And, you know, yeah. you can't have the good without the bad. And you can't have, you know, it's just, you need it. You got to lean in, embrace, yeah. embrace yeah. the pain, embrace the tears, embrace, you know, the bad. You can't, you know, it's the, 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 the badness is underestimated. Yeah. You got to embrace the suck. Right. And yeah, embrace uh, it you know lean so, into the suckiness <laughs> i'm with you well we have it you know i saw it was uh i don't know if it's even appropriate to talk about lewis ck because i think he got canceled a bit back but <laughs> i remember him uh having a a, a bit that I, I thought was funny about flying and you know people are like man this wi-fi doesn't work and this is terrible you know people have it so easy now and it's like you're flying in a like literally a metal cylinder you know <laughs> thousands of feet above the earth <laughs> 
and you're complaining because the goddamn Wi-Fi doesn't work like yeah, as good man. as it does in your house on fiber. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, the engines and the wings work, you know, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I get it, though. I feel the same way. We've had it so easy. I think we were talking about this earlier, man. Like, my iPhone doesn't work. Like, I can't connect to something. And I'm like, you know, and if I'm in a bad mood, I'm ready to, like, you know, punch my phone out. And the phone's not even the problem. But yet, I've got so accustomed to things just, like, working and stuff that when they don't, everybody's so entitled and it happens to me too. You know what I mean? Everybody just thinks like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, how dare this not work perfect, you know? And it's like, and then it creates all this stuff. And it's like, man, we, we, we're like too soft, you know, we're too soft. Yeah. yeah. I think since every, I guess, tech company is also trying to create these frictionless experiences yeah. that then people almost get addicted to the yeah, moment yeah. there's yeah. a minimal amount of friction, people are ready to blow up. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh my God, I can't log in for the next five minutes. This is horrible. I'm yeah. never using this service again. Yes, exactly. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> Burn it all down. But and listen, this also translates into like how government is, is progressing right now worldwide. It's like, you know, this protectionist environment, like, yeah, you know, look, oh, you know, you, you, you're not smart enough to make your own decisions, you know. Oh, we don't want you to get hurt by financial markets. We don't want you to get hurt by social, you know, whatever. Like, ironically, they're even less competent than you to make those decisions. Of course. Exactly. It's like, and you know, and it's like so. In theory, right? In theory, you 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 have these people. They're supposed to be really smart and really good at what they do and experts. And you know, they're like coming up with regulations and rules and laws and all this stuff. And they say, okay, here you go. Here's what. Here's how to live. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. And it's like, then you go on television and you see who these people are. They're making these rules. And you're like, I wouldn't trust this dude to butter my bread. And <laughs> you're trying to tell me like, you're, you know, like you're telling me how to avoid a pandemic. Like, no, I'd rather ask my plumber. Like that dude knows how to avoid some shit. Yeah. Like yeah. get out of here. I, I don't, you know, it, I said it to my wife the other night. It was like, you have all these old people, mostly old white men, like totally out of touch. And they're trying to make, you know, they're trying to fix our problems. And it's like, I, I feel like we're really, really, really close on the cusp of like somebody just standing the fuck up with some charisma and some, some whatever. And you'd be like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Just all of them. Get, get the fuck out of here. You are the problem. Just get the fuck out of here. Stand down. Stand down. You know, yeah. just get out of here and like let some young people with some real brains in their head that understand how to fix problems come in and actually fix problems. Yeah. Like, don't fix problems that aren't problems. Just get out of the way and let somebody else come in and actually create some change. Yep. Because it really is. It's these dinosaurs that are you know, trying to hang on to power, I think yeah. that's really at the source of all the problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think effectively they're, they've had power for so long, they didn't really have to work to get it in a long time. And that makes them lazy and just 100%. allowing the status quo to perpetuate. Yeah. And, and it's like grandparents, right? It's like, that's what they are. They're, they're grandparents and they're treating the citizens like grandkids. And it's like, you know, oh, don't climb that tree. You're going to get hurt. And it's like, no, I'm going to yeah. climb this tree. I'm going to go pick an apple. I'm going to do whatever the hell it is I'm doing. If I fall off the tree, I'm going to learn a lesson. I might break my leg, but I'm going to learn. And that's how you learn. We're humans. Like, that's what we do. 
Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Hey, you don't you, you can't appreciate how hot the stove is if you don't touch it every now and then. That's right. And, that's right. You know, so I was yeah, I'll say two points to that. I mean, look, I appreciate the idea that people try to help people, right? And you know, but the problem that you have with government whenever they take over anything is that they don't do anything particularly well, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the nanny state, it's like it's so inefficient. And I'm dealing with like a tax issue right now. I can't get anybody on the phone, you know, and it's like I say this a lot, like with COVID. You know, you had this dynamic where for-profit companies and businesses were forced to adapt. I mean, you look at restaurants and all these kinds of things and bars and people that went from making, you know, some, one thing to now they're doing hand sanitizer and all this kind of stuff. People adapted to to survive, right? And to meet the mm-hmm. needs of the consumers and to find that right sort of balance between, you know, what do people need? What are they going to pay for? What's going to keep help us keep people paid and keep the lights on, you know? But government was kind of like they just got to keep doing what they were doing like there was it didn't matter like they're like you know they're not getting fired right so it's like there's no incentive to actually operate well and i feel bad for some of these folks that i'm dealing with but i can't even get some people on the phone and it's like you know and then other stuff and they're just like yeah we're backed up months and but we're they're still sending out these auto notices i mean it's just this craziness of just inefficiency and it was already yeah. bad and now it's like that much worse with this excuse hanging over everything of like well you know covid and covid you know and all that kind of stuff and it's like but yet you know businesses that were forced to you know close at times or were otherwise forced to adapt in ways just to survive like it's like hey you know we'll throw some ppp money at you you know but other than that like good luck you know hope it all works out for you you know what i mean and it's like that's that's crazy to me so yeah i'm with you man well i think it brings up an this is a good segue so we had warren buffett and charlie munger right talking some shit about crypto this week um, and you know, I think that when you talk about the old dudes and I saw some people posting, cause it really did open the floodgates to allow people to be like, well, let's, let's scan the record. Right. I mean, obviously Warren Buffett's a legend, the Oracle of Omaha, like, you know, look, big shout out to Warren, you know what I mean? But they're like, but if you look at his performance in the last, like, you know, whatever, whatever, like, eh, not necessarily great these last couple of years. And it's like, you know, is he short selling? I mean, crypto right i mean he's basically saying he's a bear right so now it's like i don't know dude you know like like are is it time for you to go and maybe you know go go chill somewhere dude you've earned it you know what i mean like get out the way what, what, i love, I love what, what's the what's the what are you saying the, the uh the asteroid struck bro take your short arms you know what i'm saying I'm like, <laughs> it's like you know the last of the dinosaurs it's like yo did you get the memo the asteroid already hit <laughs> the asteroid hit homie it's time to roll out you know what i mean so and uh I, you know I, I he also does have a fair point though because you know look i'm in that camp too but uh i do have a lot of respect for warren buffett and i think that it would be silly to completely ignore you know his insights but um you know i think he is wrong and i think he already you know i think he's wrong in a lot of things i think he's also okay with being wrong in a lot of things you know he's pretty vocal about look i know what i know and i don't know what i don't know sure and um you know he just he is he's always been that way that he only invests in the things that he understands and knows and he clearly doesn't understand Bitcoin or any form of crypto. Um, But he does have a lot of opinions about Bitcoin, (laughs) given that he doesn't know. (laughs) Well, if you're an investor, if you're, you know, arguably the most famous investor on earth, yeah, yeah. And, and shout, look, and shout you, out to shout out to Warren Buffett. I mean, at the end of the day, like success is success. I'm not I ain't shit to be talking shit, but I'm going to talk shit. So continue. yeah, no, no, so no, like, but, remember, but, 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 he has the largest market cap company in America. In America, number one. 
Not Google, not, you know. Apple, right? Amazon? You know, Apple, it's Berkshire Hathaway, the largest market cap company in America. So, um, you know, I mean, the guy's got a a podium to stand on, right? I mean, you got to give him his his due credit. Um, So what's the same time? You know, he didn't even beat the S&P 500 for the past like five, 10 years. And if you're a professional investor, that should be at the minimum threshold to evaluate your performance. Like not in terms of can you beat it? Because that should even be a question. It should be the extent to which you can beat it by. The other thing that people don't really take into account, the reason that he has such a big company and why he's so wealthy is because he's old as fuck. So really, this is a, you know, an exercise of you know, kind of like an example of compounding. The, there's yeah, two totally. things that you need for good compounding. You need a good return on investment, so some sort of IRR or whatever other way you want to call it, technically interest, and time. And he's just played through a lot of time. Like, you know, like yeah. people don't even understand that he only became a billionaire by the time he got to be like 50-something, you know. So, and now he's, you know, got, I don't know, a hundred billion, let's say. Okay, well, I mean, it's not that impeccable. It's just literally, he just plays it out. He probably made <laughs> half his net worth in the past five years, you know? So that's why, so you know, there's a lot of other wealthy people that maybe yeah. will die in their city. So it's an odd comparison. I actually read a really interesting analysis of, of, of Warren Buffett's worth and, um, it was attributed 100%, or th- no, it was, you know, it was like, it was like 95% of all of his wealth could be attributed to um, three strategic investments and had nothing to do with what he invested in, but at the times when he invested. And he invested in all three of the major crashes. His, basically his biggest inflows into markets were during three, the three major crashes during his career. And, um, uh, and then the compounding of, of that, of getting in at the bottom, getting in at the bottom, getting at the bottom, and just the, the compounding effect over time of that, like you said. Um, but it really was about, you know, I think if there was a takeaway, it was really about, you know, timing, uh, time and timing, right? It's like longevity of your investment horizon and, you know, opportunistic uh, and timely you know, uh, investments, you know, like I said, you know, when there's blood in the streets, when everybody else is trying to pull money out the markets, you know, he's going in and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. The guy is sitting on an absolute shit ton of cash. Yeah. Yeah. So that's if, what I wanted to say. He has a hundred markets in cash. Yeah, if the markets do take a dump, um, you know, he's going to look really, really, really good. This will be like the fourth major, you know, cleanup that he, he was yeah. able to pull off. If the markets continue to run, he's going to look really stupid for like the next decade. Yeah. So it's, you know, whether it's a calculated bet or it just happened that way, um, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's an interesting turning point. But, but the weird part is that right now, I mean, you know, his issue as far as I can tell is that, he has this strategy of kind of 
assuming that things will return return to me. He's specifically not investing in tech companies. I mean, almost all of them. He invests in the ones that there is some obvious product that he can understand, like something like, I think he invested in Apple and so on. But anything that has an exponential curve behind it, which is pretty much the growth of most of the investments, um, let's say over the past decade, and that will probably increase towards the next decade going forward for sure missing on those and that will probably be the biggest value creation and so that's why i don't know even if his investment style is going to be around let's say the next 20 years yeah yeah i think that yeah that the the concept of the value investor i think is going to be is going to be yeah or 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 the concept of what value is is going to be redefined That's true. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it was like, he skipped that chapter on Metcalf's law. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think, look, at the end of the day, you know, I, you make a really good point. I mean, he's sitting on a ton of cash. What do we think is going to happen? The markets are extremely active right right now. I mean, there's a lot, like there's a, there's, there's definitely an opportunity potential for a correction. And if so, then, you know, He'll clean up again. But it might get, you know, look, more and more, I think if there is a correction, um, it'll just get run right over. Like, like it'll be like an air gap, like, you know, because there's just too much liquidity in. Yeah. 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 His cash is is becoming less and less relevant as more of that cash is being printed. That's fair. Or given away as 0% interest loans. And, and it's like, yeah, all, you know, in some way it's interesting, you know, I went from sort of hating the concept that these guys are just printing money, interest rates are zero and, you know, they're going to print our, our purchasing power into nothing. And it's not just the U.S., it's worldwide. And it's going to increase. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a race to the bottom. You know, we think Europe wants their currency to rise against the dollar because the U.S. is outprinting them. No, how are you going to export a Mercedes if you know the the dollar is two to one against the euro, right? Well, and, and also everybody hard. has the same problem. Yeah, exactly. So I so I actually kind of flipped my whole my whole thesis on this or perspective to, uh, you know, I think this is a ways to a means. Whether it's definitely not being done intentionally, um, but I think the result will be that it creates the shifting of the guards, the changing of the guards. It's like the ones that have the most to lose are the biggest, most powerful, strongest companies in the world. They have nowhere to go with their capital, right? I don't know where to go with my capital. What are they going to do? You know, if you're, yeah. you got $50 billion, what are you going to buy? Like yeah. valuation. You, you can't micromanage that. <laughs> you can't micromanage that. Like you're, you're going to go, well, that's a great opportunity on a domain name. Like, you know, you need, you how need do you to, move the needle? If you got you 50 get rusky. billion in cash, it's need, really hard to move the needle. You, you need know? Rusky, the bot to do, to do it for you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> better call, better call Rusky. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, no, I think all that, that's a great point. And uh, so, you know, where do you, do you put it in? Let's talk about Doge then. Let's, let's, let's say, where should he be putting his money? Cause you know, 
You know, we were at a point a week Turn ago. Turn that 401k into a 401k9. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the link to the dog money video on the thing. Because that's right, one, one of the most amazing videos. I can't stop amazing. watching. Amazing. Dog money. And uh, yeah, well, you know, so a week or two ago, you know, when we were out last on the show, I was telling you guys how I bought some Doge. You know what I mean? And then it dropped. And then Drew was giving me a hard time. Man. He was going to make me write on the whiteboard over and over like Bart Simpson style. I will not buy shit coins. I will not buy shit coins. Well, now Doge <laughs> is back, son. We back. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, I'm not heavy in it. I've literally been in this shit for like two weeks. But I get to be that guy on, on here. And, uh, you know, so uh, what I think is super interesting, Gemini is now listing it, right? So it's like... Well, Gemini listed it. Um, yeah. um, the distribution uh, is amazing. Yeah. So now I mean, the fact that KFC or these other fast food places are saying they don't accept Dogecoin, I mean... Slim Jim, <laughs> like, you got all these people coming out like, hey. It's just, I, I mean, it, it is the meme of all memes. It is just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. It really is. I still don't own any. I've literally never owned any Doge. I'm not going to lie. I've got a little bit of FOMO, but, um, and not even about the price appreciation, but it's like, I feel like I'm just left out from this, this community. Um, But I'll tell you what, I don't know. What I, what I do know is that um, it's insanity and that can't last forever. Um, You know, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be the only the only money accepted on Mars will be Doge money. <laughs> well, I think it's good. But we talked about this, uh, I think, back in the 420 show. And it's almost like it's a self, you know, fulfilling, you know, yeah. prophe- prophecy. It's a self-mememing prophecy, right? Because it's like the shit started as the joke. It's got legs based on cleverness and and sort of adoption and acceptance and just, you know, this momentum that's just being built around just volume of people that are like, that are in becoming in on the joke, right? It's almost like yeah. the point that then that legitimizes it as something. And it's funny because you see it in art sometimes too. It's like the irreverent stuff, you know, it's like you can't paint by numbers to necessarily be successful making music and other types of art because, you know, it just comes off as not authentic. And, you know, it's like, it misses the mark. And this is almost like more art than science where mm-hmm. it's like, because it's got this sort of foundation based on, you know, this silliness, craziness, irreverency or whatever, like, but that is what is helping to propel it along, you know, the path of actual legitimacy. I mean, it's, it's really, really crazy. And, uh, you know, well, so- I, let's stop there for a second. I mean, legitimacy is an interesting concept in and of itself. Well, well, who defines legitimacy? Who says this is legitimate? This is not right. It, 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 it money, you know, you hear this argument all the time. Bitcoin's got no intrinsic value. Well, what the fuck? What's the intrinsic value of the piece of paper that that, that I've got? Right? It's got no. You about to dig into your value. pockets to try the to find cash? Value. Like, were you about to just? Were you just looking for cash in your pockets right there? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna fill out my wallet, and I just felt like I was too late. But um, you know, the 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 money has no intrinsic value. Uh, you know. The last time money had intrinsic value was when it was gold um, or backed by gold. Money has no intrinsic value. Bitcoin doesn't have intrinsic value. Dogecoin doesn't have intrinsic value. All money is, is a, it, it, it's the, exactly the same as religion. It's just a group think. It's, it's 
as a group, we say, we agree, we believe, it's a belief system, but we believe that this has value. We agree that this will represent a certain amount of value and we will agree to exchange it for our goods and services that we create or perform. And that's all money is. It's just a belief system. Always has been, always will be, whether it's shiny rocks or paper or digital dogs, it's just a belief system. And so, you know, it, it, it's an interesting thing. It's like, you know, it, it kind of like the concept of fake it till you make it, right? It's like Dogecoin was a complete bullshit. The whole thing was a joke, straight up joke. But because they're printing money like it ain't no thing, and because people are feeling a certain way about government in general, because people are distrustful of the financial system, distrustful of the media, distrustful of government, distrustful of basically society at this point, you know, the irreverency of, of Dogecoin almost makes it like, you know, the absurdity of it is like, is what people are latching on to. Mm-hmm. And then at some point enough people latch onto it and suddenly it's legit, right? And there we go. There's that word legit again. It's like, well, we just made it legit because now there's a billion people around the world who say, I own some Dogecoin. I think it's cool. I like the fact that it's kind of fuck you money. Uh, you know, I mean, something it, literally, like it literally is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's kind of, I guess, almost a comparative analysis of fiat to this, you know, okay, so this is bullshit. Okay, we agree. But Fiat is bullshit as well. And then I think even Elon Musk had that joke that Bitcoin is almost as, you know, is almost as as much bullshit as fiat. Yeah, he said something like uh, Bitcoin is a complete joke. Uh, Except something like, no, Bitcoin is not a scam, but he said Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is, is almost worthless, but slightly better than fiat or something yeah, like yeah. that. So, so really, and that's what people are basing it on. I mean, the, their point of reference is, well, I have this cash that I get from my salary or investments or whatever else. And, you know, do I want to hold it in the form of that cash or is there something better? And that's yeah. really all there is to it. So it, it almost like, sure, it's made up, but is it more made up or less made up than fiat to begin with? And obviously most people are going to argue that it's less made up mainly because at least with fiat, let's say somebody gives you a dollar, you don't even have a reference point. Well, how many dollars are there? Are they even telling the truth? Are they using like some sort of, you know, like a bunch of backend, uh, yeah. you know, financing of their own debts and whatever else behind this dollar. And the real issue is not even, you know, the moment that you enter crypto where the supply is programmatic, the reason it's good, it's not even about, um, you know, whether the supply is increasing or it's fixed. It's really about the fact that you can predict the level of increase because with something like the US dollar, they can tell you. I don't oh, actually think gonna- that's even the most important point. I think it's a very important point. But the most important point is actually just that you can verify at any given point what the supply is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and so exactly. you have that reference point that you're talking about. Because that yeah, you need at you the need moment the where somebody says, "I'll give you five, Whether we were talking dollars, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever, I'll give you five. Okay, five is an arbitrary number unless I know what the denominator is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah exactly. 
Yeah. Well, and I think a couple other things too. So, you know, you've got this intersection of distrust in the government, mm-hmm. right? And, and like you said, in society in general, and technology has now created this opportunity for people to do these other things, right? So now it's like, you know, because you've got all like, a combination of social media, you know, devices, like internet, all that kind of stuff. So now it's like, okay, cool. We don't necessarily need to just fuck with the dollar, right? Because, and it's the decentralized versus centralized. Like, look, centralized is cool if people actually trust where it's centralized, right? But if that's not trustable, then let's go with the mob that is actually, you know, verifiable in a way where it's almost, it's so community-based. And now we've reached a point where it's strength in numbers, right? And you've got such an enormous amount of adoption and this is Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ether, all that stuff. So now it's like, and you've got billions of dollars tied up in this now. And, uh, you know, I mean, technically all money is kind of a bit of a pump and dump, especially if you can just keep making it, right? But there's yeah. more legitimacy around some of the crypto than there is around fiat. And it's like, so now here we are. And when you've got, and, and we look at the US and we're like, look, US has gone sketchy, right? <laughs> Not to mention Venezuela and all these other fucking countries that are like, I mean, that, that was my thing from the beginning with Bitcoin was like, because of the global nature of it, every, as long as you have economies that are so messed up, that, you know, they need real help that's not going to come from within that they can't even, you know, they, I mean, if we're the best that it is in the US, then, hey, look, you know, there's so much room to run because, you know, again, this is a global thing and, you know, trustless creates trust. I mean, and, and again, strength in numbers. So, you know, all tied together with the tech and it's like, boom, here we are. Shit is crazy. So t- drop down, really top is. down, money ain't a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, <laughs> like. <laughs> so all good hey, yeah. jake powell making it rain dude <laughs> and hey that's what it is right and like you know like what make hay when the sun shine and all that kind of stuff and uh so yeah so i guess it'll be interesting to see you know obviously how a lot of this stuff's gonna play out um i mean but everything's running man i mean it's like all coins shit coins stable coins like you know, for the most part, you know, you're just seeing 15, 20, 30% jumps on like a regular basis. Almost like if you've got your money in almost anything, it's going up. And, uh, you know, I, I was cash. About, yeah, well, that's what I mean. Exactly. In lieu of cash, the worst place to keep your cash is in cash. And we've been yeah. saying that, like, if you got a lot of cash and you got it sitting in cash, like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. why, you know, when we talked about it, Great too, value. Like, cash is trash. Cash is trash. That might be the title of today's show. Cash is trash. And, uh, you know, because it buy well, domains, domains, well, even handshake, you look at the H&S. I, I, I really like on a serious note, I, I, you know, business is good. We we're making money, you know, trying to figure out what to invest in. And I'll tell you what, I can't find anything. You know, it's like, I, I don't want to own real estate. We talked about this in the last show, you know, no, thank you. Uh, you know, markets are high. I mean, I got some money in the markets, but it's like, you know, not trying to put more in, um, you know, I got my position in crypto and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, good. Happy to keep throwing <laughs> a little bit of something, you know, back into there, but you know, you gotta, you gotta own some other stuff. So particularly, you know, it's maybe something productive. And so I just keep coming back to domains. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, what is it? The Godfather? It's like, you know, I, every, I keep trying to leave and then, you know, Keep oh, reeling me back in. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, no, no, it's a, yeah, no. Every time I try and get out, they pull me back in, you know? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's what it is, man. Well, look, that's why, you know, domains are the original NFTs, man. We say it all the time. And, uh, 
you know, and I think the fact that they're still undervalued and you've been banging this drum. I mean, shit, go look at the domain Sherpa archives, folks. Like you'll see, you know, this has been literally, you know, domains have historically been undervalued because for a lot of folks, they're just, they're so foundational. They're not sexy. We don't have, you know, there's only so many marketplaces in ways that are, you know, accessible and, you know, to regular folks. Um, and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. And it's just been very niche, you know, which is in some ways it's been good because it's allowed us to establish, you know, our, our space. Um, but it's nice to see more and more folks coming in and more money coming in. And we're definitely seeing a lot of, you know, positive trends based on what's happening in crypto and everything else. So it's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. Well, so talking about platforms, I just saw today, let's, let's, let's talk a little domain talk then. Um, I saw today Namejet just launched their buy it now for their domains. And uh, Yoni, you were saying you didn't, you didn't see, you just saw this, right? Like you didn't see that. Well, actually you're the one who told me about it. I didn't know. Yeah. So uh, I figured you were going to be the first dude to have their names on the buy it now. I thought those were all your domains. Because <laughs> it I actually thought... is a great strategy, like based on sort of the way I, I, I understand your, 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 your cycle with, uh, with selling mm -hmm. names. Yeah, but, it's, um, it's interesting, right? Because if you've got names, the way I'm thinking about it is, all right, if you've got names that you've run once or more times on Namejet that didn't hit reserve or whatever, now you can post it up with a buy it now. And all those people that were previously backordered or bid on the name are not going to be notified like, hey, buy it now. And I think that's a pretty good, you know, tee up. Now, yeah. I got notified on two of them. Um, um, you know, that's how I found out about this today. And then I forwarded it to JT. Um, and then he told me that, you know, this was previously a project that he was even working on. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I got two of them sent to me. And one of them was like a couple hundred bucks for some garbage ass domain. And then the other one was like, you know, like it was like a, I don't even remember the price. It was like $250,000, you yeah. know, buy it now price on a, on a mediocre domain. And I was like, you know, so. Um, so somebody actually bought it or what, what happened? No, 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 no. I just got the notice that like, so if you've got a back order and yeah, so just to, you know, so I was working on this, pro this project goes way back. I mean, you guys, we all talked about this when I was running Namejet. You know, mm -hmm. we'd, we'd been talking about, hey, you know, we need to introduce a buy it now. Um, and, you know, we had those conversations at the board level and, you know, it was always a tech priority kind of thing. And, you know, but I even worked on it once Web bought out two cows and then part of the integration and, you know, put it into the product roadmap. And it looks like they just launched it, which, you know, I think it needs a little bit of work, but it's, you know, conceptually, like it looks like they're getting it where it needs to go. And I think it makes a ton of sense. Like, I'm pretty excited for them to finally get it out the door. But um. Yeah, what's neat is that if you have a back order on a name that's now listed as a buy it now, you're actually getting an email that says, hey, you have a back order on this domain, you know, check it out. Mm -hmm. Like it's now for sale with a price on it. I went through the names like because today was the day that I just first found out. I see Elliot Silver posted something about it as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I looked at the inventory and I just did like a, I sorted by max like a value and there's some pretty high, you know, and nothing jumped out a scroll all the way down through to the, you know, low 10,000s of anything that we like, got to get in there before uh, the Ruski bot gets in there. <laughs> exactly. Right now, Ruski's like, we don't know this, but Ruski's collecting shit. They're like, yeah, you know, they're on all the Ruski's hot. He's about to do some learning. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I think as more folks, as more inventory, I don't know the full source. Of the How do you even search this? 
So what I did, so let's pull it up. I and is the source of the inventory effectively after Nick or and those marketplaces? Or? You know, you you guys know about like I just told you what I know to date. So if you go to the search page and you can sort by domain type by buy it now, and then you can see where it like, is. Oh, buy it! Look at that! Look at that! Now it says closing oh, that's time. The new, that's the new shit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But like, look, it's all like, this is a lot of trash, right? Zero, 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 dot, zero, 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 do.com. It says private seller. So I don't know where they're pulling the inventory from, but like, it looks like a lot of junk, at least when you first get into search. I then sorted by minimum bid. Um, how, how many domains are in there? Do you know? Uh, uh, let me see. Zero dot zero domain.com seems like it was like a test or something. You know what I mean? Like some of those are. Yeah. So it looks like they got about 350,000 buy it nows in here. Oh, wow. So they're pulling from somewhere and it could be that, you know, snap names. So snap names and Namejet consolidated. Right. Um, and snap had some buy it now inventory. So it's possible they're pulling from snap on the snap buy it now. Oh, this that's right. Be, yeah, they had a lot of buy it This now. could be web inventory, you know, based on their, yeah. you know. The, and, the, based on the number of names, it sounds like it's their inventory, yeah. You know, but when you pull it and you list it by minimum bid, you know, they got PC support at 112,000, tax lawyers at 111,000, you know, some other. Uh, juegos, Deepa, Tintas.com. I don't know what, at, for 74 grand. Mm -hmm. You know what but, I mean? but it's an interesting concept. It can work. Um, oh, yeah. I, look, at the end of the day, if they can provide, you know, they get eyeballs. They've got warm leads on all these names, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's what's interesting is like if, they, if you plug in names that have been on in the past and you're willing to list them at a price that's at least somewhat reasonable, I mean, you know you're getting an audience that's going to be receiving these things. Now, I feel bad mm -hmm. for anybody who's got, you know, tens of thousands of back orders on Namejet because all of a sudden they're going to, you know, unless they filter their... Uh, messages they're about to get you know blasted oh man this is a good deal so. you got teardrops.com for 50 grand for, for forty one thousand dollars, man it'd be like that's like the next facebook social media network for killers yeah 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 you know you kill somebody get a teardrop get the tattoo teardrop. you know we call it teardrops.com come and come and get some Teardrops.com, exactly. Get credit for your kills. Teardrops.com. Yeah. <laughs> Turn your kills into an NFT. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, I floated through the first couple pages to see if anything jumped out. Like, hey, there's some real value. And there might be in these first few days or as they're sorting and whatnot. To me, it seemed like, you know, the pricing is really high. Um but I think it's a probably a you know a, a sign of some stuff to come that there's going to be some opportunity here. Interestingly, oh, this is not a bad deal. I mean, I, I'm not ready to pay that, but passportphotos.com for 28 grand. It's not crazy. I remember this name on one of the marketplaces. I think it expired a while back. But Lucid Dreaming. Well, Lucid Dreaming. Shout out to Juice World. Rest in peace. You know. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Minecraft typo. Yeah. I saw the Minecraft typo. <laughs> oh, look at this. Nacio.com. I mean, that's birth. That's like born birth. They've got Nacio.com. Like I was born. They've got 40 night for tonight. I was born by the river. Not bad. I like it. I like it. I, I, <laughs> I forget the rest of the words. I was about to join in, but then. Yeah. 
I was born by the river. It's a great song. Get money. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. All right, so what, what else is cooking? So I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting any names lately. Yeah, Yoni, how's the bot doing, man? What's good? Like, what do you guys, uh, you get any? Uh... Gangsta.org. Gangsta. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I think I sold that one. But uh, <laughs> What do you got, Yoni? But, anything, anything new on the? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm buying a few names here and there. But yeah, the reality is that the market is very, very competitive right now. Yeah. It's very hard to find names. Um, Effectively, even the auctions I'm in, I end up winning a very, very small percentage of the auctions now. And I mean, part of it also has to do with the fact that I have um, some other goals and some other businesses I'm interested in getting into. But, sure. um, you know, I didn't really adjust. Effectively, this is without me adjusting our internal algorithm. So, um, you know, we're effectively seeing similar names but we're getting less of them so that must mean the prices are going up mm, okay and then anything that you've got that you've bought recently that's notable or anything cool yeah i bought um well just yesterday i guess or maybe the day before yesterday i bought alphabets.com so oh, plural of alphabet and then i also like the context of kind of like wall street bets yeah, you know, kind of like uh, bets and dope. alpha yeah. at the same time, you know, yeah. like seeking alpha. See, yeah, yeah, alpha like seeking bets. alpha with Wall Street meets meeting yeah, with Wall Street bets. bets. Yeah, I like it. I like, I like that it. Name a lot. Yeah, I like it with the alpha bets as in almost like the two word approach better than just the plural of alphabets. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So this is no this is a name that I guess has multiple pivots. And usually, actually, I prefer those names the most because there is there are multiple, I guess, avenues to cash in on. Yeah, yeah, of course. So you buy a name like that. Now, what's the plan? So you just bought it yesterday. What do you, what, what's, what's the deal? Uh, well, the only plan is really to put it in parking and, you know, have it listed everywhere as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that process is the one, the process that we have for that is relatively automatic. Okay. And yeah, I mean, it's not like I have a specific plan that I have for this name in terms of launching a website ASAP, but I do like these names that, you know, I have a potential idea brewing and if something comes along, um, you know, the, I might pull the trigger. But at the end of the day, you know, at the same time, you know, I have obviously thousands of names that are in an yeah. equal position to that. So, you know, we'll just kind of keep it rolling for now. So for that name, so did you pick that personally or was that? Did it really yes, that one actually that? I picked personally. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. And then so that one was, I guess, you know, usually the the ones that are automatic, I'm talking about names that are usually, you know, maybe a couple hundred dollars to low thousands. Okay. 
Um, those ones are automatically, you know, usually bid on in auctions where bought. But besides that, uh, anything bigger, effectively, um, it's just I, I I don't trust the bot enough to to allow him to oh, go. Don't tell him <laughs> that, man. Free will, you know? Don't tell him that he gets too aware. He's gonna be tapping you on the shoulder, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like like I heard you talking that shit, bitch. Yeah, we don't yeah, need right. you so anymore. So you don't trust me. That, you you know, don't trust me. <laughs> having a budget is gonna save us from a world catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. I like it. You gotta have some. You gotta have some. Uh, you know, some so a governor on that. Well, we just watched a movie the other night with the kids, uh, Mitchells versus the Machines on Netflix. It's a brand new movie. It's by the people who did uh, Spider Verse and uh, the Spider Man, the animated Spider Man movie. Okay. And part of it is about like the AI becoming aware and like dude disrespecting like his phone, and then eventually the phone like kind of tries to take over and like. You know, so anyway, so that's made that made me think of it. So check the movie out if you got kids. I think they'll really be into it. It was like it, that shit was a lot of fun. And uh, but uh, you know, but be nice to your devices because you just never know. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I, I be nice here, to your bots. This is years ago. This is when like the emergence of Siri and Alexa just started to come out, and they were talking about this cultural phenomenon of people like getting really vulgar. You know, like they, they, people talk like really nasty to uh, Siri and to Alexa <laughs> because, you know, there's no consequences. It's, like, it's just a robot. But they, 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 it was like a psychologist and he was talking, he was like, this is going to have a really profound impact on society. Like it's going to make people over time less sensitive to each other. And like, uh-huh. you know, like we're going to we're going to basically devolve because of these 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 robot voices. We're going to be like, you know, bring me a coffee, bitch. And like, you know, like next thing you know, it's like you're yelling at your wife and uh, that that doesn't go well. Well, you know, it's funny. We joked around about this because we talked a lot about Ruski and Yoni's bot like on the last show. And we, I said, I'm particularly nice to Alexa because when maybe she becomes aware and takes over everything, you know, let her remember that I was actually nice to her. But we tell the kids like we correct the kids if they actually speak not nicely to Alexa. We're like, yeah, I, know. I do it to myself. Like I'm actually a fairly vulgar person. I swear a lot. And, uh, but I actually catch myself. Like I, I really try to be like really polite to it for no reason. Even when I'm completely by myself, I like try to be really polite to Siri. I'm like, you gotta get a Siri, could you please put a thing on my calendar? Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. It was basically because of that that interview I listened to. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to check myself. <laughs> yeah, well, like, the only thing I'll do is sometimes I'll get all passive-aggressive with Alexa. Like, if I ask Alexa... Oh, look, she's shit, talking back to me. See that? See that? She, she recognizes. <laughs> well, when I, yeah, so when Alexa, like, doesn't get what I need and it's pretty simple, you know, then I'll be like, Alexa, how much is Google Home? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Like you're about to get replaced. You know what I'm saying to you. You know what I'm saying. But um, yeah, no, it's really funny. I think that's interesting, man. And I'm sure you know that would be an interesting guest to get some sort of a tech psychologist on one of these shows with us to talk through some of this kind of stuff because the dynamics around these things and as the world is changing and a lot of what we talk about is pretty bleeding edge. You know, at least you know for a lot of folks. I mean, some people would be like, "Oh, you guys are barely scratching the surface on any of the really cool, crazy shit going on." But you know, when you look at just, you know, regular average Joe's like, you know, this kind of stuff, when we talk about tech, AI, crypto, all of these kinds of things, I mean, you know, the world is changing and in a lot of ways for good and a lot of ways, not so much not for good, you know, and it's like, you're trying to, uh, you know, like just kind of, you know, figure it out as we go. It's pretty, pretty wild. There's some really interesting, that's like super interesting to me, the idea that like, 
you know, people's behavior changing and evolving due to interaction with AI and technology and machines is pretty, pretty wild. And uh, so, you know, so if anybody's got some insight on that, throw a comment on us, like, you know, like that's the kind of shit that would be really cool to unpack even further with, especially with somebody who really kind of could, you know, with some good insight to know what they're talking about. So all good. So. Man, it's a pretty raw um, trademark. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're here. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's I'm the like, thing. As we're talking damn. now, like, I'm literally scrolling through every page. I'm about to, like, throw some stuff in the cart. And I see the same stuff. There's a few in here that it's, like. Six, six, the most blatant one, I was, like, sixflag.com. I was, like, whoa, <laughs> snap. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, hey. And then you got nasagov.com that's actually probably a great typo to all know let me just check hold on i'm going for that before yawning does <laughs> 7500 bucks nasa gov is getting about 80 typings a day that's yeah, that's not, you know with the emergence of space that's probably not a terrible look yeah oh speaking of space like, you know russellathletics.com how like what yeah, is their domain I don't know. That, like, I, isn't that the official company name? Like, what's their domain? I'll tell you. It's oh, Russell, this one. Russell Athletic. Athletic. Yeah. Oh, and it's also not athletics. It's the uh, RussellAthletic.com is their uh, is their one. But um, you know, speaking of NASA on space, you know, just because we kind of interweave through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anybody watching that for all mankind show on Apple TV? You guys into that at all? No, I don't own a television. Yeah. Oh, right. You're not really a TV guy. I. Uh, no. But um, we had a thread going the other day on Twitter talking about The Wire and Breaking Bad. And, you know, so we just uh, kind of got hooked up on Apple. We had an Apple TV subscription, just finally put it on the TV. And uh, so I watched Ted Lasso. I don't know if you, you're messing with that show at all, but that shit is so funny. It's like the movie Major League, but like, you know, it's Jason Sudeikis and it's just it's just really, really good. And uh oh where he's like a football coach that goes to coach soccer over in the UK and like all sorts of stuff, but they've got a NASA space show called for all mankind. That's also pretty dope. It's it, based on the premise that the U S lost the initial space race to the moon. And then that creates a whole like really kind of interesting, mm -hmm. like parallel universe drama of like, you know, what would have happened if that was actually the case. So um, also pretty, pretty dope. So, but, um, but yeah. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, with that, I think we just clipped an hour, which I think we said we we're going to try to, to keep it around that timeline. Um, and uh, unless you guys got anything else, any other names popping up on that list, Drew? Did you, you buying anything yet? Yeah, well, hold up. So I, I got to give a shout out. I almost forgot. I got to give a shout out to uh, my boy, John McGavern. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wait, wait, uh, hold up. It's uh, Wana, Wana Domains. Wana Domains. Okay. You know, like marijuana, wanna domains.com okay. or wanna domains. Or, and, uh, you know, he sent me his t shirt. And I was like, whoa, that's dope. Thank you. Uh, so, John, shout out to John. Thank you very much for the t shirt. Drew.com, superhero. Oh, uh, dude. It. Love it. Thank and, you. you know, so, yeah. And the, the link there is, is J U A N A D O M A I N. So, Juana Domain dot com wanna domain i like it i think it's a good wanna, you know, wanna little, domain uh, uh, domain marketplace yeah. brand yeah he's got yeah. some good cannabis domains in there yeah yeah that's definitely what's up i'm checking our boys out. over at entrepreneur help them build out that marketplace oh yeah so. using the, the new service uh bluedream.com the cannabis cannabis's very own uh 
you know, oh, yeah. industry uh, uh, branding agency. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at all this, man. I mean, they got some crazy, crazy domains all around. Oil, vape oils. John's the man. John was like, email me. He's like, Skunk hey, uh, you know, bites. hope all's well. You want to buy like a truckload of gold coins? I was like, whoa, yeah. I'll take some gold <laughs> coins. <laughs> There's a lot of dude, dope. He buys gold coins. He's getting, gets them by like the truckload. I was like, whoa, all right. Oh. Yeah. I love physical gold coins. Anyways, yeah, shout out to John. Yeah. You're my um, man. That's definitely what's up. So, um, and shout out to Nolan, the folks at Gondrepreneur, that business, you know, like I've said a couple of times offline, like, you know, we undersell that a little bit on here when we mentioned it, even when we had him on the 420 show, you know, talking about, you know, the number one blog in the cannabis industry, but they've got like a really great business around the, the marketing side of that business. I mean, the, you know, the articles, the news, the legitimacy and, and, you know, around everything they do there is like really strong, but, you know, they've got a great marketing sort of business that you know that 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 is layered on that that is like doing really really well and uh and it's cool great people too so all good, good you know all all fam shit fam shit my so. people all right so with all that guys as usual appreciate you taking the time let's uh let's go ahead and we're gonna call it again unless you got anything else last chance to talk before we go yoni anything no, no, nothing like, else. Nah, I'm just gonna go work on some shit, make some money, gonna buy. Well, well, I wish you, Yanni, what's your what's your uh, what's your hot pick right now in crypto? Hot pick? I have many hot picks, but I also want to clarify that this is not investment advice. Not nothing that we say specifically on here is what I'm advice. doing and what I'm interested in. So I'm interested in. Um, a lot of Let's make sure we put a disclaimer like loud and clear. I'm gonna tell Billy. I'm you gonna know, tell Billy to post. Just in like, general, like across every show, we should just you know yeah. reiterate. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a disclaimer statement like in the website, but we should just further declare that nothing we say is financial advice. I'm gonna have him do trash. Yeah, yeah. Cash is trash. That's the <laughs> only financial advice that I will give you because I'm, I'm gonna have him like 100 sure that your cash will be worth less tomorrow than it is today. I'll uh, I'll have him like interrupt the show at times with this is not investment advice like is it like like coming in voice of God kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, definitely not invest. Don't listen to us, but listen to us, but don't follow don't don't follow us. Um, yeah. So for me personally, I'm really interested in the whole Solana ecosystem. Okay. So I mean, Drew and I talked about it before, but um, Solana.com, by the way, was mine. I I bought Solana.com. It was being brokered by Amanda Waltz uh, back when she was Igloo. That was, you know, years ago and uh, it came up and I just, that name, I was like, oh, I like that name because I like solar names. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought, okay, Solana, that's a cool brand for something solar. And there was a ton of end users. So I bought it and then uh, I sold it to that guy. I, I think it was like 200 or 250, but you know, that was before it existed. Yeah. That was before it even launched. And now I'm like, oh man, shit. Yeah, anyway, now it's maybe... I don't know, billions. the top, <laughs> top 20, top 30 um, yeah. cryptos right now. Yeah. But it's a brand new ecosystem. Well, I mean, brand new. I mean, newer than other ones like Ethereum, obviously. But um, it has a lot of potential. And mainly the guy who is involved in it, which is also um, is involved with that FTX uh, exchange. He seems to be, I mean, at least in my opinion, definitely top three smartest people in this business or in this industry. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I started 
um, getting into everything that touches the Solana ecosystem and everything that he touches as well, because he makes, uh, well, makes his group makes their own investments. So usually to me, that's almost, um, you know, some sort of positive it's indicator that he will be there to help support uh, those products because a lot of the problems arise when it's a small product or if the incentives aren't aligned with the people who are working on that product. Um, but at least from what I can tell, everything that he's working on so far, it's been pretty nice and organized and kind of like, I guess the incentives are tightly wound, wound up to the point that um, a lot of the coins are locked for some periods of time. Um, you know, the people that, um, the, the tech people that are running it seem to be extremely competent. So that's really what I've been doing. I've been doing, um, I've been using Solana, effectively FTT, which is the FTX um, coin um, of, of the exchange itself. And then also I got into Radium, which is an automatic market maker. I mean, I don't really want to dive too deep into it, but effectively it's a DeFi platform that works on Solana. And it's really great because, again, it depends if people are really played around with it, but you know, all the DeFi stuff that works in Ethereum, the real issue is the cost of those transactions settling. Yeah, the Whereas fees, yeah. on Solana, effectively, you know, I've done uh, thousands of transactions just playing around. And I think the overall thing cost me, I don't know, maybe 10 cents. So, you know, it's kind of like a completely different, you know, um, dimension of pricing in terms of being able to make various moves and um, as a result you know, this, is the, this is what's got me thinking and, and I don't want to just, you know turn this into a whole other you know show here but like this is what's got me thinking about Ethereum you know Ethereum is pumping like crazy <coughs> and you know Ethereum's got a big let's say head start and it's got a you know a very good adoption particularly among the, the developers in the ecosystem um, and so many things that have been built on top the most valuable nfts are all on uh you know ethereum blockchain the biggest liquidity pools in DeFi are all on the ethereum blockchain and so like you know there, there's a big head start there but you know the gas fees like we i'm an investor in a business that that operates entirely on the ethereum or formerly operated entirely on the ethereum blockchain we literally had to stop doing business we had to just put the whole thing on stop and then pivot and and shift to an entire new ecosystem that'll be on Polkadot. And, um, um, you know, it's like, where does this leave Ethereum when you've got, you know, Polkadot and you've got, you know, um, uh, Avalanche and you've got Solana and you've got, you know, some, some really exciting, interesting projects that are doing exactly the same thing, serving the same purpose that Ethereum served, but maybe better and maybe certainly cheaper. And, um, and uh, you know, without the the, the freaking unicorns, butterflies, and rainbows, and so like, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to leave Ethereum, right? Because it's like, you know, Bitcoin is kind of its own thing. You can't really leapfrog it yeah. because it's 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 a it's a one you know more or less a one trip pony, and I like it that way. Right? Like that's a for me that's a feature, not a flaw. Yeah. And then, um, but all these other things, it's like you're only as valuable as your function. And if all these other things are serving your function, but better and cheaper, 
And like, you know, they always say like, in order to overcome an incumbent technology, you need to be 10 X better. And gas fees are more than 10 X lower. Right. <laughs> and like the complications around this shit are more than 10 X better uh, or less. And so, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's really, yeah, I mean, but, but, but all of these, ecosystems, they have kind of have their own advantages. I mean, the one, the reason I personally like Solana is because it has multiple advantages that I like, but let's say Ethereum, you know, at least in the moment is more decentralized than Solana, for example, and more decentralized yeah. than Polkadot. So that's an advantage. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think what will, you know, obviously I can't predict it, but if I were to guess, I would say that Effectively, each one of those ecosystems is going to steal market share from Ethereum at specific items that they're better at. Yeah. Like for example, if somebody has $1,000 to invest <clears throat> in like uh, some liquidity pools or DeFi in general, they're not doing it for Ethereum just because it doesn't make economical sense. Yeah. But they, so that means they're effectively automatically pushed to a different ecosystem. Yeah. Now... Um, Ethereum still has value to offer because it's still the first to market and it has the biggest following and it could be too big to surpass in the, in the even medium term just because it just already has the momentum. But, you know, by the same time, I think at the end of the day, they're all kind of like, let's say, different as if they're different banks or as if they're different companies just because there is another bank that let's say offers you cheaper rates, better interest and so on. It doesn't kill a different bank from existing. It is possible for them, obviously due to kind of like Metcalf's law and the fact that there's lots of, it's the, the environment is much more frictionless than you know traditional environment because yeah. you're part, you, can, you as a person can participate in, any ecosystem, doesn't matter, let's say how far away it's located from your house, right? Mm -hmm. So due to that, there is gonna be, the dynamic can switch way faster, but at the same time, you know, I think a lot of these things move, you know, slowly in terms of value moving into those ecosystems. So for example, Ethereum, a lot of the value that moved into its ecosystem is actually from Bitcoin. So in other words, yeah. people who had Bitcoin, they wanted to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. They got Ethereum. And in my opinion, at least, if you want to dive in a little bit deeper, you get, you dive into one of the other ecosystems and kind of check it out. And obviously all of these things have uh, their own potentials and their own um, kind of, I guess, future promises and flaws. Yeah. And it's hard to see how it plays out, but um, you know, this is a whole other thing, but yeah, there's just so much value to be unlocked there. It's amazing. You said something interesting, though, and I, the last point I'll make, but you said something interesting, which is something I've been thinking about, which is like, you know, our business has been built on lead gen, really, like, like the first five, six, seven years of our business, 100% of our domain sales were all into lead gen. And it's still a big, big part of our, our, our business you know, SEO, marketing companies, whether it's SEM, SEO, et cetera, selling domains to these guys for, for new businesses, campaigns, you know, et cetera. A huge chunk of that is the financial services industry, right? 
comparing mortgage rates, comparing banks, comparing checking accounts, money markets, you know, whatever. And um, uh, never mind loans, right? Like loans is, 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 is really the biggest part. And so this is almost like the entirely, or not almost, it really, it is an entirely new financial system, but it doesn't work like the old financial system. And, um, you know, I was, I've been thinking about it, like how will, because for sure it will happen if it's not already, how will lead gen work in this space? You know, like what, what, what could you do in terms of lead gen in this space? Um, uh, you know, to, to like, 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 let's say, so you, know, you mentioned before, like comparing banks, right? Like, oh, this bank will give me a little bit lower, lower rate on my mortgage. So I'm going to do them, even if I've got my checking account over here. Well, you know, okay, I've got, you know, a bunch of money in Bitcoin, you know, call that my checking account or my savings account. You know, it's like, all right, but I want to go earn some interest on this excess money I've got. And so now I'm going to shop around. And like right now, it's really cumbersome. Like you actually have to like kind of brush up. You really need to like know your shit if you're going to go play around with these different liquidity pools and different ecosystems and figuring out how DeFi works and how, you know, staking works and, and all this stuff. And, um, um, you know, I mean, and it's complicated. It's a lot more complicated than like, okay, deposit $5,000 at this bank, your money's insured and, you know, don't worry, Uncle Sam's got your back. In the meantime, you'll earn three and a half percent, right? This is way more complicated than that. At least it is today, but that makes the lead gen process even more valuable and the stakes are even higher. So the, 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 the reward for providing a lead to something should be even higher. And so I feel like that's a really untapped opportunity that I'm not sure yeah. how to address it, but it's a really interesting thing that could tie back into domains and make, you know, create like an entirely new affiliate marketing and-, and, and Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. And I mean, I think the reason it's untapped is because the revenue potential just from the financial opportunity of the system is so much greater than whatever you can make from lead gen like you know we're talking about you know like 100 200 percent apr who cares if somebody pays you like 0.5 percent of somebody's investment it's not even you know like because there is one aspect there that it becomes almost this natural social lead gen from the perspective of for example a lot of the amms of DeFi they operate with their own tokens, effectively, there, there is some mechanism there. Yeah, that's interesting. They, either interesting. there is the lead gen is word of mouth because you yeah. actually get rewarded organically because yes. the more people that buy yes. it, the more your goes up. That's so. In other words, you want pump, to tell people coin. about it because yeah. then more people will use it because then, and hence the price of that coin specifically goes up because usually they have a mechanism also for burning those coins. Those coins yeah. are rewards or essential to the system for you to be able to get paid interest or to get paid more interest. And also just back to your point a little bit, you know, this is the decentralized version. So obviously this also becomes a little bit more risky for people who don't know what they're doing or might make a mistake because yeah, you could effectively send it somewhere and this money is gone forever. But yeah. at the same time, you know, there is going to be a hybrid. And I think that's why in that aspect, centralization is also useful as 
by you know giving you let's say some sort of um, basis to rely on someone else in that situation. Yeah. Like in other words, if you have let's say ten million dollars, you want to put into this. I mean, you better be willing to say goodbye to that ten million dollars, knowing that that might happen if you make a mistake. But yeah. at the same time, you know, so let's say you're talking about let's say whatever bank is willing to pay you interest. You know, like mm-hmm. some of these places pay a lot of interest. I'm talking about exchanges, so like something like FTX. I mean, right now, here, actually, let me check it out right now. Because I put, I just, I learned. It's a really, you know, some... I didn't think about that, but that is so interesting. That's really okay, uh, so here, pretty I'm, profound. I'm what you think about that? Like, for right how, now. how that organic lead generation is happening and the reward yeah. is just like, it doesn't need to be any middleman. You know, yeah, yeah, mean? there needs to be no one, and everybody benefits. It's yeah, not even just the guy benefits. who creates the legion that benefits. Everybody benefits from this the is more the beauty the more of getting the incentive right. Yeah. yeah, in any system, anything. So you get the incentive so, so, right, everything else yeah. works out. So right now, let's say I'm looking at my FTX account. So I also, by the way, I don't know. I don't think it's it's gonna it works like that for American accounts because. U.S. has to follow yeah. a completely different set of rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. let's say in my FTX account, right now I'm lending U.S. dollar at 20% interest and USDT at 15%. So this is an interesting situation. And this is the market price. During the bull run, it went as high as 100-something percent. So the reason it's like this, why at this, while at the same time your bank is you know, you're going to beg them to pay you half a percent. It's because this is a true market with supply and demand. Nobody can print this money over here. So literally the only friction is this on and off ramp to and from crypto. But at the same time, you know, like I say, this 15, 20% is actually not as high at all as what you can get even on US dollar um, in a decentralized environment, usually with the liquidity pools and so on those situations have more risk because usually it's not just US dollars, it's other coins. And then there is also the risk that in case you don't know what you're doing, you might lose out. But decentralized positions effectively allow you to rely on someone else because and in a way, the only risk here is really for the exchange to get hacked. And even then it would have to get hacked and specifically the USDT and USDC or whatever else you have to be stolen off the exchange. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise this money is lent for people who are trading on margin. And if they get liquidated, the money stops being borrowed. So, you know, there is effectively no counterparty risk involved Mm -hmm. from that perspective. And it's interesting because the yield is just so much higher than traditional banks. Not to mention that, you know, like they literally add features kind of like on a day-to-day basis. I mean, it's just, like, for example, when I moved from Canada to here, I had a bunch of these logistical issues. For example, I had to cancel all my credit cards. Yeah. And, you know, and you would think, oh, it's simple. Like, in my head, this should be a button. I press a button, credit card disappears. You know, it should be existing. So instead, there are times I, I had one day, I spent eight hours on the phone with various credit card companies because sometimes I have to talk, talk to them on the phone for effectively just between waiting online, like in queue to talk to somebody and just telling them my situation and so on. And with them finding the account, verifying the account, 
you know, security questions yeah. that are also ridiculous because a lot yeah. of them, you know, people could probably find available information, information about you anyways. It's not like yeah. something like face ID on an iPhone. Yeah. Anyways, but that's a whole other thing. You know, <laughs> so, and this is, if it's just to cancel, if I had to cancel and then one time I had to also, I had a, a credit balance on there. So then they had to withdraw the credit balance and I'm not in Canada anymore. So I tell them, don't send me a check. I need this amount to go into this account. Yeah. There is like verification process of me going, talking to their superior, to their manager. And then at the end of the day, they're like, fine, it's done. It took me only five hours to do it. And at the end, they sent me a check to an, an address that I no longer live in. <laughs> so, you know, whereas something like this, in this environment, or especially in a decentralized environment, it's set up already from the get-go to be foolproof. In other yeah. words, you press a button to something like, let's say, exit the liquidity pool, any interest that you have that you've earned, any amount that you have that you've earned is going to be automatically deposited to your wallet. Why? Because there is no other option that should be possible. Yeah. yeah. So it's just the fact that we're dealing with this or when I wire money somebody, I have somebody from the bank calling me and asking me a million questions. I mean, this it's it's a ridiculous, you know, just just even the concept of it is ridiculous to me now. But you know, here we are, we went full circle, right? This is exactly where we started. It's like, get out of the way, dinosaur. You know, it's like, yeah, you're just yeah, yeah. clogging up the system. Like, That's get out of the way. Smart. We got, we got better, we got, we got, we got better options out there, you know? Yeah, yeah so that's why it's amazing to me. Get out the way. Get out the that way. This is what's happening now. Get out the way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. So. I, I don't even know what will happen, you know, five years from now and how far away those the traditional finance financial system is going to be behind these guys. Did you see, sorry, last, I promise, last thing. <laughs> Yesterday or the day before, uh, Bank of New York Mellon, you know, published their, their annual report or whatever, and it was like a quarterly report or annual report. And it was, uh, you know, they literally called out. They were like, our underperformance is directly... Uh, the result of us choosing not to invest in Bitcoin. Our underperformance in this set of ETFs is directly uh, the result of us not uh, making the conscious decision not to invest in companies with Bitcoin exposure, such as MicroStrategy. Uh, you know, they literally called it out line by line. They were like, yeah, we underperformed because we didn't participate. We underperformed here because we didn't participate. And they're like, now we're going all in. Like, now they're going to be doing like, you know, custody product in, you know, in conjunction with nydig.com NY, uh, or nydig, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think uh, I think this whole DeFi world, this whole like, it's just going to eat the, the banking system. It's just going to yeah, eat yeah, yeah. The and also the cool, the cool part is that you can create value and you can create like effectively by, let's say, in putting money into a liquidity pool, you're effectively providing liquidity for people who want to exchange. So there is margin to be made there. And that's without even anybody having to agree to anything. This is just happening on a kind of like, well, not really P2P, but that ends up being the end result. Yeah. There is no central entity. You know, there's, there's no, no faxing, 90 pages yeah. of documents. And, and amazingly, you know, no. it works way, way better than anything yeah. that anybody came up with in the traditional system. Yeah. So, you know, they're doomed. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, yeah. I mean, I think, it, right. And as you have companies that are just going to start pushing more and more of their cash into crypto and everything. And then, yeah. you know, once the banks and the other, you know, you get more ETFs and everything else. I mean, it's like you said, it's like, like for example, right now, if I want to send you US dollars, what's the fastest way? I'll tell you what it is. It's something like USDC. I can send it to you. You'll get it in literally a second. And there's nobody who's going to ask me a question. There's nobody who's going to hustle you. And, you know, it's free. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if, if you send it on something like Solana, it's like effectively, you know, like oh, 10,000 of a penny or whatever. Yeah. So the fact that that exists while at the same time they have something like a wire system exists. I mean, to me, it's just baffling. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this goes even to the thing about we talk about domains when we had uh, Brad Cam from Unstoppable Domains on Sherpa and we talked about how their system is so much better than the ICANN system and their tech is so much better. And at the end of the mm -hmm. day, it's like, you know, it comes down to adoption and, and you know, and, and other factors. But if we're relying on the old shit just because, hey, that's who's in charge. I mean, I think we keep coming. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, the paradigms as they shift. People are like, why do we have to follow the old rules? Why are you, you guys aren't in charge anymore. Like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You guys thought you were still in charge. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Somebody told you the asteroid yeah. struck, bro. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like there's just this parallel system that like, it's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah you're okay. It's okay. <laughs> and it's like, meanwhile, you know, doing everything over here, but it's like, no, no, you're good. Yeah. Like, everything's cool. You guys can participate, <laughs> participate a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but just the tip. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it'll be crazy. So anyway, look, let's uh, let's call it here. I mean, this was a lot of great info. We can, yeah. you know, there'll be more to follow. Um, but I think there's a, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of good stuff here. So cash is trash. Just, you know, let's, uh, you know, keep your eyes open. It's crazy out there. But um, appreciate you guys. As always, this is definitely what's up. This was a good one today. Appreciate the audience. As usual, without y'all, there's no us. Thank you for tuning in, and we will catch everybody next time on Domain Sherpa, where all roads lead to domains. Down the rabbit hole. Shout out Juana Domains, JuanaDomain.com, Drew.com, <laughs> my co-host, the audience, all that. Peace out, everybody. See you next time. Yeah.